Haunt me, Daddy. All right. One, two, three. Hello. Hey, hey guys. Welcome to Haunt, Haunt me, me, Daddy. Daddy. We'll get it one day. We'll get it one day. Someday. <laughs> so here we are. It's it's a big week because we have a special guest special all the way. Guest. Far, far away. We're recording from three different locations today. Yes crazy so our special guest is summer collins hello (laughs) (laughs) what's up who are you what's the tea well the tea (laughs) is that i am a 25 year old woman living in los angeles in the middle of the jungle (laughs) and i uh Okay, that's the part that you're going to cut right there. <laughs> that, uh, that first moment. <laughs> nah, just leave it in. I want them to know. I am a content creator. I am a singer. Uh, I've been an actress. And I'm just exploring my world and all my options out here in LA. I moved here two weeks before COVID. So that was oh my God. really, really exciting. But I've managed to actually find a lot of really great opportunities out here. But more importantly, it's been a very spooky time. So yeah. that's why I'm so excited to be on Haunt Me Daddy. <laughs> I know that sounds terrifying. I was gonna ask because yeah. I saw you're in LA, but like I didn't know when you moved. So that must have been a lot to deal with. Huh. Glad oh, you're thriving, yeah. doing good. Yes. It's <laughs> it's been like really wonderful actually, because um I came here and then the pandemic started and then everybody had to leave. So by the time jobs were looking for people to come work again, I was already here and I managed to like scrap up like a ton of work and actually, you know, like make a foundation for myself out here. So it's really cool. Yeah. And the weather is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's not cold. It's blue. The sky is blue every day. Um, you can leave things out on your balcony and it won't get wet in the rain. So uh, lots of exciting things here. That's nice. Well, Ugh, my brother is out there, but he's in San Francisco. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's kind of far. Mm-hmm. I visited there earlier a few months ago and it was really cool, but incredibly expensive. Oh, like, yeah. You have to be a like tech baller to live there. It's oh, yeah, yeah. He moved out of the city like as soon as possible because he's like not about that money yeah i spent 32 dollars on a pack of white claws oreos and raisinets yeah it was really insane crazy but anyway i aspire to be able to throw away 32 dollars on three (laughs) items at the grocery store so i was kind of manifesting (laughs) a lot of good things yeah a, a little history um summer and i went to college together we've yes. seen each other at the highs and the lows of those <laughs> really great years yeah the the years where you're really like confused and and you think it's the end of the world and you think that you're old already yeah but then you get yeah. older after college and you're like oh wait i yeah. was actually a baby still a, a literal and, child yes a literal <laughs> child running around in like diapers and yeah so 
But something I found is, um, especially out here in LA, people just age is just not a thing, not in like the creepy, like pedophilia way, but like, right. just in the way that <laughs> no one ever lets, like no one ever gives up on themselves or their dreams. It's really, really inspiring. I thought I was old when I moved out here. And then coming here gave me the perspective, oh, I am still so young. There's still so much to do. So yeah. Your whole life ahead of you. Um, Before I moved out here, actually, I went to a medium for the first time. I was living in Florida with my parents after school, not really knowing what was going on. And there was a small metaphysical store in Stort, Florida, um, which is a really small town. And I walked in and I heard people talking about tarot readings and medium. And I was like, can I make an appointment? Can I get in on this, please? Yes. And they're like, of course. And so all they knew about me was my first name. That's it. I booked an appointment. And then I came back two weeks later to prep for the appointment. I like did a bunch of stuff. I like meditated and like (laughs) saged my body. And just like I really wanted to be in, in the most perfect headspace. Yeah. Um, I was hoping to, I went hoping to speak to deceased relatives. Like my mom passed away when I was 10. So I was like, I'm going to go there and I want to hear from her. I heard from her through dreams just like twice when I was younger and for kind of like milestone events, she appeared to me in like a vision. Wow. So I wanted to go and see if she had anything to say to me. Um, yeah. So yeah. I appeared uh, to the medium. His name was Chris, I think. And he was very intimidating right from the start. And he like was talking to me, but I didn't hear anything he said. So I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Who? And I was very nervous. So I go into the back room with him and he's like, give me your hands. I do, but I think I was really tense, and he was like, "Okay, you need to relax." Like, <laughs> ow, ow, ow! Like you're hurting me. Please calm yes. down. <laughs> yeah, he was like this girl, and so I, I relaxed and I put my hands back in his, and then he was like, "Hmm, interesting." <laughs> oh no! Starts writing oh, on boy. his paper pad. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what? I gave him the wrong impression. I was thinking the wrong thought as he said that he (laughs) like picked up on something that's not me. And then he goes, I can see that you are a leader and you're, you're a really strong leader. You were a really strong person. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess so. I am a leader, aren't I? (laughs) And um, he starts talking about people in my life. He knew my grandpa's name, like instantly he wrote it down. He was like, Jim, there's a man standing beside behind you named Jim. And he's telling me to tell you that he's proud of you. Oh my God. And he didn't know anything about me. Not my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, not my last name, didn't have my card information. So right. I was like, wow. And I didn't say I never confirmed anything like while he was giving me information. I just kind yeah. of stood there like stone cold, like poker face. Yeah. Like you, you were, were like giving him oh, back. Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, Jim is my grandfather who died, I, I think about three years ago now. And when he passed away, I felt more connected to him. And right. I don't know. It was just like this kind of energy he was pretty sick for most of my life, so I never really knew him. Um, he was mm-hmm. kind of like in another world in his mind. Right. So when he died, I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel this really strong connection to my grandpa. 
And so I, I think he's just, you know, here with me. Um, then he goes, I see a woman older than dirt standing to your left. I don't know how you would know her. She looks old as hell. <laughs> and, and her name may be Helen. And um, just a few months prior, my great grandmother, Hazel, not Helen Hazel, it's pretty close. Um, she had passed away. Yes. Um, she had passed away and she was 106 when she died. So I was like, I know who that is. That's my grandmother um, with me too. So I was hearing from, from passed on grandparents. Um, He brought up my brother. He, and then the cool thing is he goes, I see you. And then I see a line and then I see all these people like watching you on the line, like you're on a stage or something like you were performing or something is going on with you. And like, that's you, that's your life. And he really just started to hype me up, like beyond belief. He was like, I want your autograph before you leave here. Like, whoa, uh, he just was really like saw something powerful in me which was really cool and I did not hear from my mom at all during this thing and I was like kind of bummed because I was like sure this was the only reason why I even wanted to come but then it was still really cool to hear from a person who could like pick up on parts about me yeah yeah yeah, she was like, was cool. "I'm not doing this. I'll I'll come to you in your dreams." Like, huh, yeah, I know. She was like, <laughs> yeah. "This is a A and B conversation, and he needs to see his way out of it. <laughs> it's me and you, honey." So yeah, that I think that's what happened. I mean, maybe she was like in the corner, and he looked at her, and and she was like, ur, ur, ur. <laughs> "Don't I don't mean, say I'm here." I don't know. Maybe she's like she's obviously there with you, so maybe she's just like she's doing fine. She doesn't need my advice right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Possibly. That's Possibly. how I would. I would. That. I think I would like the advice, but of course, you know, no. it's okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's right, so crazy, mom. though, that yeah, you say that. Because really cool. our last two weeks of episodes have been, we've been talking about mediums. Because um, yeah, I, I saw a medium like two weeks ago. So I'm yeah. like, I was going to ask you about that. And then, yeah, that's such a crazy experience, though. It is. Wow. And I definitely, I want to go back to a medium, but also don't want to because I don't want to hear something I don't want to hear. So, yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of like you have to be careful, I think, because you could find out. Um, some information. I don't know if like fate twists and turns or if it's stuck in stone or yeah, anything. I, I feel like we're constantly choosing like a new reality, like constantly. Absolutely. And there's a million different realities and dimensions and levels that we just can't yeah. see. I've done shrooms recently for the first time. So <gasps> oh, let's I, talk about this. Yes. I have um, a bad experience. <laughs> oh, no. So, and by the way, I do have some ghost stories to share, but we'll get to Amazing. that. We'll oh, get yeah. There. We've got plenty of time. Yeah. I'm loving this. You're a great storyteller. Thank you. For oh, real. goodness. <laughs> Here I am on a Wednesday. And just... <laughs> So, so much gratitude. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, the shrooms. So, sorry, short-term memory loss. Um, (laughs) It's from the shrooms. Yes. So, I came into some shrooms, and I was pretty scared to take them because I had not been doing any kind of drugs other than 
caffeine and alcohol. Um, I, when I moved out here to Los Angeles, I was like, oh my God, weed is legal. Yes. And so I was like smoking and eating edibles and just enjoying myself. But then I had like a really bad panic attack. Mm -hmm. And then, so I didn't do it for probably like eight months. I was like, I can't do it. I'm going to (laughs) die. So I will be on haunt me daddy as a ghost if I continue. So Yeah, yes, I would haunt y'all and be like, y'all go get this material to talk about. <laughs> this ghost summer. I would be our- I would come back western in a little pink cowgirl hat. <laughs> well, our-, our ghost correspondent. Yeah, our ghost correspondent from the wild, wild astral frontier. <laughs> okay. So my friends, I was um at my friend's house and one of them says to another, she goes, Hey. Brad's bringing the shrooms. How much did you want? And everyone was like, shrooms? Shrooms? Is everyone getting shrooms? So um, everybody bought $50 worth of shrooms from this guy. And I was pretty scared. um, So I did all my research. I bought a scale to measure out exactly how much (laughs) shrooms I would be taking. And I even purchased like gel capsules and like chopped up the shrooms and like put them into a capsule so I could um like just pop just them take it like that yeah oh. party poppers wow you're realm. prepared yeah I was on it I was nervous like I yeah was, I was so anxious about it beyond belief so um because I didn't want my heart to race I didn't want to take it and then have feel my heart palpitating and then be like oh, oh yeah girl my body so <laughs> oh yeah I thought I was dying so I get oh, it I wish oh, I had no. been more prepared <laughs> oh, it's, it's fine it's fine it's fine my I'm friend sorry. actually bought a scale for this event and we were all making fun of her like why'd you do this but we don't need this and then we all were like we wish we had listened to you oh no scale, you know did you end up taking like a lot yeah well I'd done them once before with a friend and it went great it was like amazing so fun just like the trees were dancing with me yeah. you know what I mean? like super spiritual they were. yeah and then the second time we were like we we're the only people in the group that have done this so we know what we're talking about we'll be we're fine kinda, yeah oh, we're like, veterans <laughs> yeah and then the two of us were the only two that took too much and Aww. like we all took the same okay. amount but for some reason the two of us had like this horrible sunken place i'm dying the demons are here experience it was oh my awful. god that it was is terrible. terrible yeah i wonder if like <laughs> that could happen to any like is it that just your mindset or can that really just like come on like if you're feeling no great like were you feeling good before yeah you- we we were like, it was like a cabin weekend with a few friends. We all got tested oh, no. so we could go. Yeah. Like it was like our little COVID bubble cabin weekend. And like, it was so fun. And then it was just bad. That's so terrible. So, so I'm glad I, you had not a terrible experience. Yeah, I'm surprised. But that's good to know because I guess not every time is going to be like, like, sunshine and rainbows but I've heard that even from a bad trip you still come out grateful that you had the trip do you feel the same way I think I learned a lot about myself (laughs) (laughs) but in a dark way like I don't know if I'm happy it happened but I'm glad like I did come out of it feeling a lot better about my fears and stuff like 
I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was a lot. (laughs) Whenever I did mine, I was in North Carolina with my best friend who she had done them a couple times before. And so we did them around noon and then we were just going to like spend the day like tripping, vibing, vibing. But we were both pretty nervous, even though she had done them before. And so we like set a group intention. We were like, we are going to be so open. Like we just like prayed about the things that we wanted to get out of this psychedelic trip. And so um, we took them and I got nervous. And then um, maybe about 30 minutes later, I start feeling really claustrophobic in the apartment. So then we go outside. I'm feeling really lightheaded. But then finally, I just took my hands out of my pockets, started swaying around as we we walked to this really beautiful park. And then it was just amazing. Um, I had a vision of past lives and just, I feel like I was transmitted a lot of information about karma and the reason why we are continuing to live so many lives and like that you need to become aware of the lessons you think you need to be learning um, so you can like undo your karma or like achieve like these things you're supposed to learn. I just learned a lot about um, this like incarnation of humanity. Right. It was really, really cool. It was so cool. That's how it's supposed to be. That's That's what I wanted. I was like, and it's also really cured my anxiety. Like my anxiety is definitely a lot lower than it was pre shroom trip. I think shrooms are amazing and like they're here that we're meant to use them and explore our spirituality and, and gain wisdom. I think they're, you can essentially like tap into this realm where you can like download all this information or like beings can speak to you and give you this information. And it's really, really cool. And I'm, I'm like a beginner into the spiritual world. I grew up super Christian and then Christian is my middle name. Like I was in, yeah, I was in the church and um, then something just didn't feel right. And then I would describe myself at like 21. I was like, I'm a godless woman. Like I'm just out here (laughs) in my saddle, like no one to worship. I started getting into my own spirituality and the universe and then meditation and yoga and then reading about all these cool scientific things. I like to learn about psychedelics. So it's, I think by the time I'm a hundred, I will be like, like a Delphi Oracle or something like, yeah, that's what, that's my goal. I want to be like in Greece, like with my own little stand and just like (laughs) dispelling all this information. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, shrooms are, shrooms are um, illegal. Uh, and I do not condone using all of this um, was a hundred percent hypothetical. Yes, hypothetical. It yeah. really was hypothetical. <laughs> like actually, and I can't even believe that, but it's true. It was hypothetical. So <laughs> anyway, I want to tell you guys about some ghost stories. Yes. Ghost I want stories. to hear. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, we've heard so. a little bit about ghost stories at East Carolina, but I'm excited for more. Yes. So yeah. Legend has it that at the School of Theater and Dance at East Carolina University in Greenville, North Carolina, there was a fire that consumed a um, elementary school building, some kind of teaching building, 
and children and teachers alike perished in the flames. Jesus and Christ. The building was uh, rebuilt on top of maybe in the 40s. And this story is so spooky that you can't find any information about it in the local newspaper or student paper. There's nothing to be um, not a whisper at all. Have you, it's a legend. Have you ever been on uh, the school of theater and dance like website? No. Well, the, yes, the, but no. The about page. Because when I was doing research about the the theater i was like looking and i went on the about page and someone has typed up a novel of like the history of the theater department really and it's just like and in 1982 this happened and then like it's like so and i'm like who had the time to do this I'm so excited. I'm going to go look at that yeah you should look at it cuz there was things that i was like what do they this talk happened? about the fire no, it all starts in like when the it like starts after that part. Whenever like the actual they program. talk about how like um, when they were remodeling the theater, the entire school depart like school was in uh, the nearby funeral home. Like the school <gasps> of theater and dance at one point was in a funeral home. Oh my god! Casual, casual. What if and so like what if like ghost spirits in the funeral home like attached on to people and like like rode like ladybugs <laughs> on a dog to That's exactly what happens <laughs> like, like ladybugs on a dog <laughs> i just imagine like if a ladybug really wanted to get somewhere just pop on oh absolutely yeah. come right into your house um and that's probably what happened we really <laughs> uncovered that here today Damn. right here so Yes, it's a theater building, and many people have had paranormal experiences in there, including myself, and I've never had paranormal experiences before other than my mother coming to me in dreams, which doesn't feel, it's not paranormal in the, in the I guess anything can be paranormal. So this was 2016, I think, and I was in a musical called Reefer Madness that we did at boy, school, oh all about illegal drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Depending narcotics. on your location. Yes. And I was upstairs. There's uh, a stage upstairs. That's where the stage is. The stage is upstairs. <laughs> and there's um, off away from the wings are two dressing rooms upstairs and these dressing rooms are really old. They're made of cinder blocks and steel. The walls are just very thick and the doorway to get into this room one, the door itself is very heavy. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. But then it's like literally like meant to lock somebody in there. Like (laughs) you're meant to stay in there if, if you go in and (laughs) so the door was just open but there were some thick heavy black stage curtains like to cover the room so you could just get dressed and do your thing and get ready for the show so it was final dress we're opening tomorrow and i am sitting in that this dressing room with my friend and it's maybe about 45 minutes before the call is to be on stage and like warming up and getting notes Um, So it's kind of early and there's maybe only three other people upstairs on the stage or in the house. It's pretty empty up there. And my friend decides she's going to leave the dressing room and go warm up by herself. Um, So she exits the room 
and the curtain closes behind her and I watched her leave. And as I'm looking over towards the door, I see a hand appear and turn off the light switch. Just the oh. hand, uh, no uh, body uh, uh, uh. attached Ugh. to it. Oh, just no. a hand. <laughs> turn off the light switch in this cinder block and steel room that Man. is not meant for happiness or joy. Uh-uh. So me Ooh. being new to the theater program and really new to theater in general thought, huh, to make sense of this, maybe somebody reached their hand in to the room and precisely turned the light off um, without seeing it. Um, because we're not allowed to have the lights on in this dressing room because it's so close to the stage. So that's what right. I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah. okay, so we're not supposed to have the lights on. They, someone needs the lights off, so I'm just going to sit here in the dark. And that's what no. I did. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that's not what you do. Okay, <laughs> how dark are we talking? Are we talking like extreme darkness? Switch black. Yeah, oh my it's, God. it's like dark back there. Yeah, yeah, I'm picturing like cavernous, like blackout curtains. Absolutely yeah. not. No, yeah. no, no. So I, I'm sitting there in my weird chair and just kind of like doing nothing, just sitting there like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be quiet in this yeah. chair and the light is supposed to be off. And then about maybe like three, three minutes later, my friend comes back and she comes in and she goes, oh, why is the light off? And at this moment, one of the stage managers had walked over also. And I was like, oh, I think uh, one of the stage managers turned the light off um, because the light's not supposed to be on. And she was like, what? No. And the stage manager is like, yeah, no, I didn't turn the light off. Ooh. And I was like, What? And I Ugh. I turned the light back on, like the light switch had flicked down, like I saw, and I flicked yeah. it back on. Then there were only about two other people upstairs, and I asked both of them. I was like, hi, did did either one of you, like, reach your hand in and, and turn the light off? And no, no, nobody did this. No one, everybody who was present confirms that they did not turn the light off. Yeah. And fuck. so then I'm once again alone in the dressing room, and I was like, Hello? <laughs> Do you have a message for me? <laughs> what does it mean? And I wasn't scared and I was kind of in disbelief. I was like, but now looking back, um, it does not make sense that someone would have been able to like reach just their hand like through the doorway, which was almost a foot thick and mm. like get around the thick black curtain and then just like flick the light off and then like swivel their hand away and yeah. like it just makes no sense like they yeah. they would have had to like search for the light switch instead it was just a hand without an arm that appeared and it was like very like oh. disney-esque it, it, like yeah glare i said what <laughs> turn that light off bitch yes that's wow good. those dressing rooms are truly when I was a stage manager and I would have to like go dressing room to dressing room, I hated going to the two fitting of the dressing rooms that were up there just because the doors were so thick. There are these weird rooms too, because like 
there's like the weird small bathrooms that yeah. are attached to them, but the toilets are like a foot off the ground. Yeah, like it was just a little. <laughs> like everything was just so weird about these dressing rooms. Sounds like an old like, children's bathroom from the exactly. old school. Yeah. yeah. Nothing made sense. Yeah. So wow. I just always hated having to like go give notes in the those two rooms because they were never great. You never knew. It, it always felt like someone was in there. And then no one would be in there. And you were just like, yeah. I, I got to go. Yeah. Just a very like interesting presence there. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I definitely didn't feel afraid of this hand that uh, turned off the lights. It felt more like, hey, I'm here. Like, right. I want someone to know that I'm here. Um, I believe in all types of beings. Um, i of course, like I believe aliens are real, extraterrestrial beings are mm-hmm. all around, and they're even on Earth. And um, beyond that, I think people's souls, um, people can kind of choose what they're going to do when they die. Um, you can like go into the light, or you can linger, you can talk to people. Um, yeah. And I think some people have kind of like on the black haunting of Bly Manor, like the the main character, the lady of Bly, she was so resentful when she died that she just never moved on. And then she became this like energy that haunted the place yeah. because she yeah. never let go of the human emotion she felt in Absolutely. that specific incarnation. So yeah. I think that's what happens uh, I mean, I'm no scientist. All I know is like what I feel and like what I've been learning about. But yeah, so the hand was there and it was <laughs> it was pretty cool. I felt uh, wow. I told a friend about it and I didn't want to tell anyone about it because I was like, maybe the ghost won't trust me anymore if they see I'm a blabbermouth and like <laughs> I'm just going to tell everybody sure. um, about what they just like showed me. But a, a friend was like, eh, they're just saying good luck for final dress and I was like, yeah, and I wasn't afraid of it. I I thought it was cool, though I wasn't exactly sure if I wanted to see it again. It was right. like a it's weird. Like, is good. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. Like, go I don't want to open that up. <laughs> it's like a I don't want morbid... that hand to touch me. <laughs> yeah, it's a morbid curiosity for sure to absolutely to like want to see more, but like be afraid, but still want to. Downstairs below the stage was this like maze of hallways it wasn't exactly a maze but there were several dressing rooms down there it felt like a maze yeah it it especially felt like a maze because there's like one particular hallway that's just so long and like you can't see around either corner and Mm -hmm. just knowing that the place is um haunted occupied by (laughs) spirits and energies doesn't make it any better that you can't see around the corner um yeah and it's just like cinder blocks cinder block walls and and um uh what fluorescence on the ceiling like it's just not a good scene not a welcoming place yeah people who built it were like what's gonna be the creepiest way to freak (laughs) these actors out yeah and they were like cinder blocks that are painted a disgusting yellow Mm-hmm. <laughs> and fluorescent lights that flicker occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Hate hey, that. And that's what they did. 
They did do that. And they really had no remorse either. I've seen them <laughs> laughing years later, just like as they walk by, like, ha. They're like, remember when? <laughs> remember when we did this to those actors? <laughs> They're still afraid. Yeah. You know, and it's not nice oh. that they do that to us, but I I say forgiveness is is the ultimate lesson we all need to learn in life. So, I'm Absolutely. forgiving them for cre <laughs> literally creating the perfect like ghostly paradise for these yeah. spirits. Thank you so much construction workers of Greenville. <laughs> it's kind of like um what's that movie or that house with the Winchester house that's like a maze? Oh, wait, no, I don't know this. Oh, like what stairs the... to nowhere, and it's like yeah, in, yes. in LA. Yeah. That's kind of like not as drastic, but it kind of feels like it that's like the way it. the theater was built with just like rooms that don't make sense. Yeah, and like the costume department, like it's not more like ever... saw to me. Yeah, <laughs> but like where all the costumes were stored, it was just like this big room with all these shelves and like clothes that go forever. And then if you go to the very back, yes. there was like a door that opened that was like half as tall as you and you had to crouch and basically crawl in no. and then it was like went underground for even further and that's where all the shoes were stored yes. like it, it literally was like who said this was a good the idea house of winchester <laughs> and truly like the degrees we got from there were like stairs to nowhere like yeah. in the house <laughs> it's crazy Everything yes. about this place is like a Hotel California. Like, yeah. welcome to the Hotel California. <laughs> and we just spent so much time there. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> and we were always dying because it was never clean. So we were all like. There was mold. Mold. Mold on, on the walls. Mold in our hearts. Mold <laughs> yeah. in our eyes. Was like you'll be fine you'll be fine it's like drink some yeah. tea you'll be fine drink some tea um but come to your your six o'clock uh rehearsal until 11 o'clock at night yeah but drink oh you tea. have an 8 a.m see you tomorrow see you see you tomorrow yeah so yeah downstairs was pretty scary and walking down there alone was always like you never knew if like this was going to be the day that you finally saw like a child walk into a wall. Right. Yeah. You just always had to be prepared. And even being did anywhere in the ever, building alone was scary. Did you ever have to like walk through any of the theater when the lights were off? No. Or, like the light. Okay. I mean, just like well, backstage, just... but that was when like a lot of people were there. Oh, people not were there, by yeah. myself. Well, at the end of the, every show, like I had to walk the entire theater and turn all the lights off. So I had to walk through the entire basement, the stage, like the catwalk, like all of that and make sure all the lights were off. So yeah, constantly it was like, what's going to happen tonight when I turn this light off and oh, I look down God. this long hallway? Oh, that is so scary. Uh, good times. I feel like you had it's the worst that of it one hand that like yeah, pops out of nowhere turns it off for me. oh there's handy <laughs> there she is so that's so weird yeah i was um downstairs maybe a year a year and a half after my first paranormal experience in the building i was downstairs in the women's bathroom um in costume it was opening night of our production of sense and sensibility 
and of yes and i would spend a lot of time in the bathroom during the show because during intermission i would be my like nightly sneak into the bathroom with a protein bar hidden up my dress and eat it it (laughs) i'm not taking this off to eat my granola bar so yeah Uh, i spent a lot of time in the bathroom like hiding in there during this show I got how to get my nutrients. Those okay. bathrooms, by the way, are even worse than upstairs because they're like this. I don't. There's like a weird shower in there. Yeah, there's well. a shower, and there's always like a band aid on the floor and a yep. paper clip constantly. Yep. <laughs> Just like who even uses this shower? <laughs> Why are we like making a place for the ghosts to live? <laughs> like we've given them showers, <laughs> given them tiny toilets. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much for them. Um, not enough for us, for the, the living enough. people. <laughs> Come on. So I was in this bathroom alone. Um, It was maybe 30 minutes till the show started. And I just used the bathroom and I was coming up to wash my hands. So I am looking in the mirror, looking around and I'm putting soap on my hands. And then I see the water faucet just come on by itself, like flick water. And I was like, thank you. Because that was the next step. And this ghost is very considerate knowing that I wouldn't want to touch the water faucet during my hand washing routine to keep the germs away. So thank you so much. But also I was like, no way. Did I just see that with my own eyes? Yeah. Like just seeing it move. And it was very like the way you see it in like a scary movie. Like it was like it flipped up. So it was one of the ones that you like push up, not like turn. No, not a turning one, okay. which that that probably would have been like even cooler. But yeah, um, <laughs> it, it was a flick. And um, I've told this story a lot and many non-believers um, just, you know, really invested in this um, in this realm that we are in. They yeah. are like, oh, it was probably just like like water pressure, like water pressure, no. like went into somehow the water went into the faucet. That's not like connected no. to the pipe it's just like it no. pushed it up and yeah and i was like i don't think so if like, the water it, just turned on maybe but it physically flipped up yeah and i'm like, i'm told like, yeah i'm so yeah. <laughs> yeah very abruptly and um i'm not the mm. only one to have experienced that in this bathroom um maybe a year before i was doing um paying my dues as a um stage runner in our production of medea and Medea. yes uh it's a greek tragedy yeah, yeah where this, he's killing um, her kids yes um but he cheated so yes uh and you know uh, daniel fetter was uh the guy who cheated yes. oh he was oh of course he was yeah so <laughs> she she um killed her children in the show so um the the theater was already feeling like very spooky and <laughs> yes and there was like the most horrific music you have ever heard um, that played during that scene and they would have to yeah. test the music before the show and it just yeah. felt like hell because you would be sitting in the dark um in the wings and they would be playing this like 
absolutely like menacing, terrible music that you just don't ever want to hear. Yeah. Um, so that was the vibe throughout the entire building. And my friend Aubrey was also stage running, or I think she was like assistant stage managing. And she went down into the bathroom, into that same um, lower floor women's bathroom. And she was in the stall using the bathroom. And she says that both of the sinks in there turned on simultaneously um, while she was in the stall. And no one else was in there but her. And so she like wiped and, and ran out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there was no time to wash your hands in a moment like that. This is pre COVID. So, <laughs> yes. So. Now, this was the show that you also, you were the child wrangler. Oh, yeah. I think you made me do that. I sure did. You did. (laughs) I was like, I don't think he knows that. Like, I am not the one for this. (laughs) I I don't think I trusted anyone else. I think I was like, this will be good for her. You guys had real kids? Yeah. Yeah. We had the director's daughter and, like, uh, the daughter's, like, friend. They were like had to be. They're very, very young. Yeah, they were, and I they think she out... was like seven or eight. She was seven. Yeah. Wow. And he was also maybe seven or six. Yeah. I think he was right. younger. I think he was six. Yeah. So like these two babies, and they like no. came out on the stage to like stand there and like they didn't sure. really do anything, but like they were there the entire time. Yes, and <laughs> it was I. Like, now you're adding children them. to this scary place. Yes. And Summer had to watch them. Also, the kids Ew. had to be, like, kept away from the plot of the play. Like, they didn't yeah. know that their characters died. They were always yeah, like, escorted off. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they weren't allowed to know. So, we nev- they yeah. never knew. Um, At least I don't think they did. They're going to look but... back and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did my parents sign me up for this? Yes. It was really funny because the director's daughter, like, on opening night... I think she was she she told me she was like you act like my mom and that's just because I don't mess around with kids like yeah no, I'm not I don't a either. fun babysitter yeah I I'm like, if you're doing something wrong stop it and sit down like and yeah so like go <laughs> yeah she was like I'm not having fun with this girl and so then she runs to the director and tells tells him that she doesn't want to do the show anymore <laughs> like on opening night. Oh my god! I hate you. I, I was like, oh my god! Like, I don't want to be involved in this. Moment. I did not sign oh, up for man. this. Yeah, but she was okay. Oh. She went on. Um, it was funny because there wasn't. Um, Aubrey actually ended up like taking care of the kids a lot, just because they were not like responding to my like strict, like authoritative, like um, position on most things of which they could and couldn't do. And so Aubrey had to like step in a lot and like cheer them up. And I was like, I I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah. And so that bathroom um, was intense. I also have another friend who she was sitting alone in one of the classrooms on the other side of the building basically a separate building but connected by these hallways long scary hallways yes long scary hallways always so my friend was sitting alone in a classroom maybe like 8 a.m and she has her headphones in and she looks up and sees a child walk into a wall like she witnessed a full ghost of a child walk into the wall and 
what's so funny is that like she's basically blocked this memory out of her mind because recently I was like I just can't believe that like you saw that and then like never talked about it again and she was like wait what oh yeah I was like how could you forget about that I would have dedicated my entire life to that yeah like if it had happened to me like everything I ever did from that moment would be with that like ghost in mind being like what is this reality where are we yeah Um, yeah so this building was just filled with ghosts and spirits and I think it's kind of beautiful that all of these spirits are like in a theater where we tell the stories we tell the stories in the theater and (laughs) who they want their (laughs) yeah and they're like who tells my story (laughs) you are gonna tell my story this girl maybe that's why they're connecting they're like please tell my story it's you tell my story about how i turn the lights out or maybe like since you were in sense and sensibility when the water thing happened right Mm-hmm. like those costumes are very obviously old timey yes. so like i don't know what if a spirit's like oh my gosh that looks like what i wore girl like hey yeah. maybe she knows she's like no ah she's like i'm wet Slay, <laughs> <Damn>, girl <laughs> slay honey slay that's exactly what she was saying <laughs> i didn't realize that- it before but thank you gibson yeah <laughs> She was just into it. It's all about. We're here to solve those mysteries. She's like, you're sexy. Oh my God, something's happening to me. What if I just turn on this water faucet? What are you going to do? Are you going to wash your hands? Are you going to wash and sing happy birthday? Sing happy birthday, you silly fool. Yeah, that's what they did. Happy birthday, dear Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> That's the ghost name. <laughs> I like it. Victoria the ghost. It's good. Yeah. Victoria, I don't know. It gives me Twilight vibes. Like she's kind of oh, scary. Yeah. Like she would bite me. She would definitely haunt some bitches. Yeah, she would. I wish I had more like ghost stories. That's no. those are insane. Yeah. That's... I I always wanted more. Actually recently, um, I think I caught an orb on camera. Oh, really? I was, and I actually have the video on my TikTok. It's Summer Love World. If you want to go check it out, and I, I, uh, I was earlier. Let's yes. Let's see. We can post it if you want. Yeah, um, please, because the video could use some more views. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna send you the link, Will. So. Um, it's just a small part of this video, but um, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to film myself working out today or like just film that I want to get back in shape. So I had my camera set up in my room and I was just jumping around. And in fact, the moment that the orb flew by my camera, I was twerking on my bed. So a little invasive of the orb, um, but maybe she was there to party. And yeah, maybe I it was another judge. horny ghost. Yeah, another. I attract <laughs> horny ghosts. <laughs> They're like, oh, are you bouncing that cake? <laughs> she was like, oh, no, don't want to go in the crotch. <laughs> so, yeah, so horny ghosts are attacking me. And that's the um, that's the title of this episode, I think. Oh, I see <laughs> it. 
Yeah. So that's a big orb. Yeah. So I was very confused. I pretty much I don't usually do this, but I watched the footage like immediately after I filmed that part. I was like, let me just like look and see if like I like look okay. And (laughs) so and I looked ridiculous in most of it. I was like, I hate myself. Well, no, I'm okay. I'm just a girl. And so (laughs) I was watching the footage and then I see this white circle fly past the camera and I was like, what? That was a circle. Like that wasn't just like a piece of lint or like a shapeless yeah. like hair in the wind. It like, like it was a circle. Yeah. 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 It's like a and little full moon. Yes. Yes. And it has like, it's like a wider color on the inside and then like more of a hazy white on the outside. And then it like continued to kind of fly into the camera throughout like filming this i think it crossed the camera lens three times and i was like what um so i had my incense burning in my room whenever i filmed it and there's a lot of smoke that comes from incense so i thought yeah maybe and the smoke was going in the direction of the camera and i thought maybe this is a, a particle of smoke or like an ember or something even though the the orb in the camera like went all different ways, it went left, right, up, down, and yeah. the smoke is just like all going one direction. So I thought that I would recreate it um, just to see if it really was an orb. So I set my camera up and I set up the incense again, and then I just started, you know, dancing once again because that is the mating call of the orbs, apparently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just jumping around with the incense going, um, everything, all the same conditions. And uh, I watched the footage and there was just like nothing. There was some smoke in this one, but it looked like smoke. Sure. Like it wasn't a shape. It was smoke shape, you know, like the pretty scarf in the wind. And I was like, it's just not the same. Like, was this really an orb? Am I really being, is this really energy? And I was like, well, maybe like I have been opening myself up to energy and meditation. I guess all my hard work and mantras are paying (laughs) off. So that's what I've talked it up to. I think it was an orb. And I looked up like orb colors. I was like, what, what are the good colors of orbs, please? And (laughs) white was like, you know, a being like with a message or just saying hello or something. And then, like, purple was, like, evil. And so I was, like, thank God it wasn't. Ooh, yeah. I got a white. <laughs> yeah, I got a white orb. That's yes. good to know. Because yeah. I love purple. So yeah. I would be, like, my favorite color. Cute. Now yeah. it's good to know. <laughs> be, like, oh, I'm your favorite color. <laughs> yeah. So the orbs were there. And then um, later on in the week, I was in my room. And my door is a curtain. Um, It's, like, a thick curtain because I live in the city for very cheap. And this is what I'm doing. So my door is a curtain. And usually when my roommates walk by down the hallway, like, the curtain doesn't move. Mm Mm-hmm. But in this instance, I was in my room, it was maybe like 10 o'clock at night, and I hear footsteps, and then just like a breeze blows through my curtain, and like it it significantly moved, and I was like, oh, my roommates are like walking really heavy, and they're like running past. Yeah, and so I hear footsteps come from, from the bedroom to the kitchen, and then I that's all I heard. 
So then maybe like, I don't know, a minute later, I come out expecting to see a roommate in the kitchen and there's just no one. And that's when I felt weird. I was like, wait, I didn't even hear, I didn't hear a door open. I, yeah. Like I didn't hear my roommates open the room yeah. door to, from their room. I didn't hear a door close. I didn't hear footsteps go back to the room. And also the curtain never moves when people walk by. So what yeah. is this? Why did I just hear footsteps and a giant like, gust of wind blew through my curtain, but there's no one there? Yeah. Someone's yeah. trying to tell you something. Yes. So that's when I actually like in all of my like paranormal experiences, I've never felt scared, but that, that was like the time. I think this was maybe a month ago. I actually felt scared. I was like, Oh, and my like blood went cold. And yeah, I was like, this feeling of like sweat immediately. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like I didn't hear a door open or close, no returning footsteps. No one's out here. And it ha- luckily that hasn't happened since. And I chalked it up to maybe I'm like, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself and like opening myself up to, <laughs> to beings who would give me knowledge. Cause from what I've heard from other people who've done things like DMT or ayahuasca or shrooms, mm-hmm. psilocybin, excuse me. <laughs> that there's beings out there that will talk to you and teach you about like time or, or just anything. But just because they're like this magnificent um, extraterrestrial entity doesn't mean that they are like good. Like, right. And that kind of makes me believe like people like, I don't know. I think it's like really okay that we're imperfect. Cause there's like these grand beings out there who are also imperfect and they're powerful yeah. they're not gods they're yeah. not god like perfect beings yeah, yeah. it's and comforting yeah it is so but it's also scary because like i would definitely i'm looking forward to the day that i actually get to try dmt because i really want to and um joe rogan and i'm just <laughs> like yeah i'm gonna do it with joe it's gonna be great but <laughs> And so I really want to try it, and I'm just hoping that I run into like a a entity of love and that can, or like an angel or someone who like wants yeah. to help me. I was literally like stressing over this this morning. I was like, I'm worthy of meeting an entity of love. Like that's a fact. Absolutely, like, it's yeah. a fact. We are all worthy of love. Like I don't stress myself out anymore with saying like I'm worthy of love. I'm like, no, that's a clear fact. Like no matter yeah. how low I feel, like it's simply a fact that everybody is worthy of love and abundance and worthy to have an incredible life. So that has given me some ease. And I was like, Hey, I'm worthy to meet an angel. And that's a fact. Like I'm not going to meet a a scary like monster. Yeah. I think if you put it out there that you want something positive, you'll get something back that's positive. I definitely believe in that manifest manifesting those good things. It's really true. And, um, during that moment of like the breeze blowing through my curtain I was like maybe I'm getting ahead of myself like I've only <laughs> realistically been meditating for like off and on for like I don't know a year or two years and it's only now starting to get more like strategic or like mm-hmm. calendar like it's a daily thing now 
I was like, I should calm down because I don't know, like, I'm probably not ready. And so to open myself up to any energy, like, is probably a no-go and I should chill. Um, And so (laughs) I don't know, that really, that really could have been a roommate that, like, walked by really quickly and, like, right along my curtain. Maybe they, like, wanted to feel the curtain. I I wonder what this feels like. You're like, I need to know I'm here. Yes. It's like, I'm alive and look at this fabric. This is hanging here for me to touch. And so it could have been that. And then they maybe like tiptoed back to their room. They're like, I want to run away now. So you never know. But it was just, it was bizarre. And it made me scared in like a real fearful way. So I really trust my intuition. Our intuitions are so powerful. And absolutely, it's like a brain. Like, you know, every... I've heard that like every chakra or like energy center is its own intelligence and its own brain and your intuition can tell you so much and lead you in the right direction. And I feel the more that I listen to my intuition on just little things, like whenever I feel myself saying right in your journal, I am not fighting it anymore. And when I write, I realized something like something wonderful that I was like, oh, this is why I was meant to start writing to have this realization or like understand this subject. And the more I listen to my intuition, the the more clear my mind feels and even like the more clairvoyant I feel like in meditation, like ready to receive things. So haunt me, daddy. Maybe like meditate with me, daddy, or or like om om me, daddy. Like, om me, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else can we say? Haunt me, daddy. Um, because I'm really getting me, daddy. Trip, trip me, daddy. <laughs> I think it's funny when you trip me. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Just do it. Throw my face in the dirt. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I'll never forgive you, Dad. <laughs> oh, daddy. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> oh, Daddy. Is this how you like end every podcast? Just like saying, Daddy. <laughs> oh, daddy, daddy, boy. oh, Daddy. <laughs> oh, Daddy. Big Daddies, bad Daddies. Those are some good burgers. <laughs> My dad in real life, like, did not get the joke about, like, when he was like, What's it called? What's the podcast going to be called? Uh, and I was like, Haunt Me Daddy. And he was like, What? <laughs> and I was like, I can't. We're not. I can't explain this. We're not like, going to get it. Like, the weird froze around him. He was like, <laughs> Huh? Like, is it about stream? Like, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. No. Is it about me? No. Not everything is no, about no. you, Dad. <laughs> I'm oh. my own person, and I deserve to be haunted by a man who is not my daddy, but I call him daddy. <laughs> yes. That's what I want in this life. That's all I I'm want. So glad That's my all dad we will need. Never listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would, be, he would be so upset and i just and know like, he never will ever hear this so that's great it right. feels like I'm a like, safe sorry state. anybody who heard me talk about shrooms like i was yeah kidding. well that like i i'm so open about that because i think you know there's only 
the amount of time that shrooms have been legal is like a um one sixty hundredth of a grain of sand in, in like the time that shrooms have been being used. Like totally. it's only just now illegal because of some political bullshit and yeah. social bullshit. And so yeah. I I don't I'm not really concerned about that because it's been legal and used in ceremonies and as part of like a spiritual awakening and um so anxiety healing. Yeah. And so like people are like, um, you did shrooms? I'm like, yes, I did. It's I, I like, sure did. Any questions? Your perspective. Yes, any yeah. I have a lot I have a lot of answers <laughs> for you. He yeah, it's only been like a hot minute. Yeah, you need a scale. <laughs> I have one. And I also have little gel capsules to grind up your shrooms and put them into and you will wow. be so thankful. I can't wait to do it uh again hypothetically. It's going to be really good. Yeah. In, in like the hypothetical. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. But here, I mean, here I say hypothetical because, like, yeah, shrooms can be haunting. You know, I I hope I don't have a bad trip ever because I'm surprised that, like, you were in, like, such a great space and then, like, sunk into the teacup. And I was just, like, It was rough. It was, like, I was eventually in the shower somehow. I don't really know how I got there. And I was just, like, laying in the bathtub and I was convinced that I had made it to hell. And I was like, cool. So, oh, yeah, no. it was it was rough. Oof, you went on a journey. I'm just, my only thing is, like, keep doing it and, like, start, you know, you know, to start, start small before you take too much. Because that's not what I did. And then yeah. I paid for it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I mean, could you? Because I know, um, like, hypothetically that... Um, if you take like 0.1 to, to 0.5, it's like a microdose. And then like one yeah. to two grams would be like a fun time. And then two, two to like three and a half is more like, well, you're getting into it. And like, you can stick your head under the water into, um, mm-hmm. the madness, but you can still regain control and pull yourself out. And then like beyond like getting up to like four or five is like, there's no escape. You cannot yeah. differentiate reality from the shroom trip. Yeah. And you were like in it. Yeah. Was that I where think, you were? Did you feel like you were in, in yeah. it? Oh my God. Absolutely. That's so scary. Oh yeah. And then when I was finally like coming out of it a little bit more and I was able to ask for help from my friends, like I was able oh. to be in reality and be like, I'm alive. My friends are upstairs. All I have to do is go upstairs and <laughs> it'll be better. Like that happened yeah. after like Aww. a couple hours. And then I was oh like, God. it's not the drugs. I need to go to the hospital. I'm <gasps> dying. I can't breathe. And then I kept fainting and they were like, you're okay. Like, <laughs> I, did. I did. Like my friend was laughing at me because I kept being like, "Please no, I need your help." Like, <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god." He was like, "Girl, it's it's the drugs. You're going to be okay." Like, here. So <laughs> yeah. Funny. I'm I'm so glad you had someone like after a few hours when you remembered you yeah. had people. Like, I'm glad you had Thank someone god. to be like, "You're okay." Yes. That, that is so You're funny that you, you trust. <laughs> You, yes yeah. yeah you have to do it with the right people or else it'll totally. just like you have to definitely don't ever do shrooms if you're not in a place that you want to be 
Yeah. Like, where you can be safe and people can check up on you if it goes wrong. Because yeah. it saved my life. Aww. <laughs> you were like, I'm in hell now. Like, that's so is fun. How, this, is how, <laughs> this is how I exist in hell. And that's so cool. Hey, I mean, I love the bathtub. Like, a bathtub yeah. in hell doesn't sound so bad. No, it's fine. Maybe <laughs> throw in a lush bomb, a bath bomb in there. Um, like, cut your music playing, some incense, a glass of wine, maybe. Oh, yeah. If, if they would allow it. Like, yeah. That sounds great. And then, like, maybe you, like, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> I was going to be like, maybe you become, like, like this, like, slutty bathtub girl in hell. And, yeah. Like, that's you, all I want to be. You become, like, one of the attractions of hell. Like, people are sent into your bathroom and you just laugh at them. Like, you're like, yes. oh, you're you just such roast a them. little bitch. Like, like that's your haircut like your dick is so small like <laughs> they just have to stand there for probably so like insane. a thousand years while you like, laugh I love this. sip your wine and just like oh you're still here <laughs> like, that sounds funny. perfect to me mm. yeah I would love that career I'm gonna I go want on that, that for me path. yeah <laughs> I think you can go on that career path um, you're already you've already like got a good history going with this podcast to be like in hell. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on a real note, I definitely don't believe in hell at all. I was um, gonna ask you, like, what are your thoughts yeah. on heaven, hell, like the afterlife? Yeah. Um in the traditional the, sense. I definitely don't believe in like a heaven and hell in in the like biblical like in any religious sense at all i i just don't really subscribe to any religion maybe like ways of thought like i would like to learn every guy here is so interested in in tao or tao t-a-o i think it's called tao and they're so interested and they all have books about tao and the philosophy of like how to Mm -hmm. live your life through this lens um so they're like philosophies i like but like religions no just because like I remember growing up and learning about how non-Christians went to hell. And like, that was such a staple for me. Like that was my, one of my biggest takeaways is that like, if you are not Christian, you will go to hell and suffer. And, and you have to like follow these rules, which also felt scary. I felt like afraid that like I would mess up or like, I wouldn't be able to follow these rules and like following these rules didn't feel fun and didn't feel like I could be myself. And I started to yeah. feel like really uncomfortable in church. Um, I went to uh, a mega church and they even had one sermon had like hate speech about LGBT. And I was like, what? Like, like this, this is not everything you're yeah. saying we're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. It was Loving just... other people. <laughs> yeah. It... I remember like the first time <sighs> I questioned like, being like, what do you mean all these people are going to hell? Yeah. Like, that's a lot of people. And they were like, my mom was kind of like, don't, don't question it. Like, <laughs> oh, no. like, and I was like, okay, but all of these people. And then I was like, okay, we're going to, we need to look into this. This is a problem. Yeah. yeah. It's, it really goes into like, um, obviously like just politics of like trying to keep certain people down and then 
um, giving a better reason of like why it's okay to like conquer all and like destroy all of these people and nations because like yeah. they don't believe in God and our God. So like they're not like a part of us. We're like this chosen group of people. There's just, yeah. like, so much badness in it and like so much Absolutely. toxic masculinity also and yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. we all have masculine and feminine energy in us like we all know that and yeah so I just had to get away from all of that and then um, but I wanted to be spiritual like I knew something was missing my mom was very very spiritual like always had her bible with her and was just like super devout Christian and so I always felt like Oh, my dead mother is disappointed in me <laughs> because I am not a Christian. This is not a good look as a daughter. <laughs> what am I going to do? So I always struggled with that. And then, sure, yeah, the more I started doing like yoga in a class and I felt so connected and I was like, oh my God, like I feel myself transcending and like I'm in this room with all these people and they're also transcending and I feel so good. And so things like that have like started to lead me into that, this, and then just like knowing after I did my psilocybin trip, I decided to use a different word instead of shrooms. Yes, to be fancy. Um, vocab. <laughs> so after my silo, silly psilocybin trip, um, <laughs> that's when like I really confirmed that like this is not my first incarnation on Earth and maybe like even beyond Earth. And I had like this really great, beautiful vision and um, just kind of like confirmed like that. that's why like I left this like religion because like my soul and my bones or yeah my soul already knows all these things that I don't know yet and so yeah like it only makes sense that I would have started to pull away because yeah you know there's so much more out there yeah there's a lot more out there I can't wait like I can just imagine myself 10 years from now like hopefully knowing so much more about this stuff or like having discovered so much more yeah I'm just like excited about it but there's there's it's really confusing like there's so many words like higher self or intuition or meditation mindfulness like realm dimension energy frequency astral travel astral projection like what does it all mean a lot (laughs) there's so much and it's like a lot of just different ways to say the same thing maybe um so i just want to like i can't wait to like get become more refined as i grow so yeah refined yeah yes refined i'm a refined astral traveler i I try to astral travel but then i get scared yeah maybe i'll stay in my bed this is scary. <laughs> I think I think we all astral travel and and like forget about it because it's it's yeah. just like too much. Like we have to be invest like in order to believe this life and like the things like the people in our world and the things we're going after like we have to be really invested in our identities right now. And so yeah. there's a lot of things that like we just forget. Like we all know that like beyond this we we are spirits like we're all part of this one like unit of energy. But then whenever we come here, we just like put our blinders on and have our human experience. And what the fuck was I saying? (laughs) I feel like it's like it's like dangerous to open yourself up to all of that quickly without being ready 
because yeah. you can get like so caught up in it and it's too much for you that you forget to like yeah. keep living your human life because we have to, which is like yeah. boring. We have we have to live here. I we mean, have. That, I mean, the things. whole thing is we all want to be here. Like there, there's a none of us are just like here because we don't want to be here which is why i don't understand when people are like oh i hate people i'm like what like you wanted to be here like you may not remember it but you wanted to be here on this planet and like i love you and everybody like like everyone is like made of love it's really cool anyways um (laughs) i wanted to say about astral travel i think we all like definitely have out-of-body experiences that we don't remember because we just like it that would conflict with um what's going on in in this reality but i think i i feel like i was astral traveling and had this one really weird moment in my dream my dreams are usually really vivid and i've even i've had two lucid dreams before and like i'm working on being able to do it like yeah these were like two in the past like six years like it's really difficult but like, I really want to be able to do it. I was just dreaming like normal, like a vivid, fun dream. And then all of a sudden I was in like this darkness and I saw my neighbor who lives right next to me. And we like came up to each other and we're like, oh, excuse me. And like walked around each other, like, like a very real thing in my dream. It was like, it was like, we, it was like we were astral traveling and we don't like each other. Like, I don't want to be around him. And so like, (laughs) we were like, it was almost like we were walking back to our bodies and we were like, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. And like, I walked around him and then I went back to like my dream and it was so, when I woke up, I was like, that doesn't feel like my dream. Like, like I never dream about being in darkness. Like there's usually like tons of scenery around me, but then in this one moment it was just pitch black and walking forward, someone coming around and so that I just feel like we all like travel and like our consciousness or whatever part of us like goes and explores or rises up a little bit beyond our body. And I feel like because we are so close, like we're neighbors, like it would make sense that like we ran into each other. Like in SpongeBob when he dream jumps. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like Absolutely. that. I literally was sitting here being like, oh, that happened something and like the jumps and the dreams. And I was like, what was that? And I was like, oh my God, it's SpongeBob. SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. They were setting us up to have like this, this viewpoint. Like, wow. no, we can do this. I mean, literally, like, the CIA, like, trained soldiers to be able to do this, to get information from enemies. Yeah. So it's it's very real. And um, yeah. there's a lot of people who will intentionally be like, oh, that's, like, hoo-ha-ness because um, there, there's a lot of people who want you to think that it's just make-believe so that you yeah. don't, like, actually ascend to those levels of higher yeah. thought and like strengthen your mind man i sound like one of those people i would have been like whenever i was 15 like i think if my 10 my 15 year old self were listening to me talk right now i would be like whoa like she worships the devil <laughs> yeah like, that's right insane. Yeah. like she is going to hell i can't believe this how did Same. this happen to me I was so religious growing up as well. Yeah. Like my first tattoo was a fucking Bible <gasps> verse, which is no. now covered. Wait, what, what verse is it? Was it? It, uh, it was Psalm forty six five. 
God is within her. She shall not be moved. He will help her when morning dawns. And then I like, it's a beautiful quote, but then I thankfully grew out of that and like started to see like very similar to your journey where I was just like, what am I doing? Like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is fucked up. This is like, everybody's a hypocrite. This is so awful. Um, I was very stuck on the fact that like in the Catholic church, I don't know about other denominations, but they fully believe that if a newborn baby is not baptized in the Catholic church, that baby and the baby dies before that, it will go to hell. And I was like, y'all are crazy. Like, what? That was one of the things for me where I was like, huh? That is like a that's a superstition, you know. Like, yeah, I'm just that's like, so funny. You're really gonna I'm say sad. this baby that doesn't even know like it exists, like it doesn't know yes. what the world even is, is going to be damned. Like y'all are nuts. I'm out of here. Yeah, uh, but it, yeah. it happens. I think people, those of us who are inclined for the arts, um, like. I think a lot of us have this in common where we just start to unsubscribe from the more like masculine, like organized, institutionalized fascist things. And we just like go, go for, for like more free flowing and love because we're interested in other people and other cultures and, and what our own minds and bodies and what else is out there. Yeah. So, so many people in the arts who are like us, who, Right. Just want to explore and just want to be haunted. Just want to be haunted, Daddy. Come on, come mm-hmm. on, don't leave me like that. Remember that Taylor Swift song? <laughs> oh my God. Can't breathe wow. whenever you're gone. Can't turn back. <laughs> now I'm haunted. Me, Daddy. That's our new intro music. New intro music. I love it. Okay. Oh my god, my eyes are crying. I have allergies. Oh no, it's the ghosts. I have talked so much game today. I know this is going to comfort me tonight for real. But in all seriousness. I we just met and you just have a beautiful love filled energy. You're so positive. You're such a great storyteller. Yeah. This has been a true delight, honestly. Yeah, it's so much fun so today. Much. I'm a little <laughs> emotional because my allergies are really kicking in out of nowhere, and I can't even open my eyes. If you're listening on Spotify right now, my my eyes are stinging. Um, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And really, I I just think this is a really appropriate reaction to being haunted. <laughs> very bodily, yeah. very bodily yeah. possession going on right here. Wow. Thank you so well, much. It was fun to talk about all these spiritual and paranormal things um, that I find so yeah. interesting, and so many other people do. Your listeners are amazing, and. Yes! I'm I'm so glad that you are all continuing to support the podcast um and enjoying all of these hauntings hauntings yes, from the east coast. Absolutely. I'm on well, the west coast, but it happened you. on the east coast. You're welcome. 
<laughs> do you want to do you want to shout out your your socials yeah or- where can we find yeah um you can find me you can haunt me on tiktok at summer love world and that's my uh handle for instagram and twitter as well and i do have a youtube summer collins and there's not much going on on the youtube i'm honestly waiting to blow up on tiktok to be yeah. like okay now i'll put more energy into this <laughs> So when that day comes, the YouTube will be popping and you will have had a pre-reserved seat. So, yes. Amazing. Nice. Perfect. Amazing. Well, thank, thank you. you again. I had so much fun. Yeah, yeah. me too. Thank you. <laughs> and on three, we're going to say the show title. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Hot, Hot me, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.